Welcome back to the Culture University Podcast, the podcast for the bougies, ratchets, and those in between. I am your host, Brittany, and last week was part one of the sideline story with Sam Hunt, the newest assistant coach at North Carolina A&T State University. But of course, before he was a coach and all that good stuff, he played, he was my, well not was, he is my friend, and he was real 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 generous enough to let us in on the things from his past as far as his basketball career is concerned and we left off with Sam being offered a position at uh, North Carolina State University and well y'all go ahead and listen and see what Mr. Hunt chose to do make sure you subscribe leave a review let us know how you like it and all that good stuff here it is part two of the sideline story with mr sam hunt so you know i be real y'all I, I prayed on it shoot i cried on the joint like i i kept thinking like man it's but the thing about it, it's the second time he offered me the position the right. first time i told him like no i'm about to keep hooping second time you know i called i asked my mom she said yo it's the reason god brought this back to your attention like I ain't saying this I he said she she was like I'm not telling you what to do but God trying to show you something and it must be a sign that you came back from China and this is this opportunity is here still yeah. so um for a month I prayed on it like I I wouldn't even like I wasn't I was just in heavy thought like I wasn't depressed I was just like yo what am I about to do like and funny thing is, during that time, like, I was staying at my mom's house. I hadn't stayed at my mom's house since I was 17. Yeah. So it was like, I'm at my mom's house. Like, this this is weird. I'm just going back and forth, working out, but don't really know what I'm about to do. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for my agent to call me to tell me, like, all right, we got the right situation with the right money. Boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. But that call came. But the funny thing is, when I gave my coach, I told my coach, I'm a joint. This is what I want to do. I'm taking a step into this direction. The agent called literally the next day and said, I want to say the country was, it was either Austria or Germany. And he's, the money amount was decently like what I wanted, but it was like, y'all already gave this man my word. And I actually mm-hmm. do want to do this. Like I prayed on it for too long. Like this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So that's how I kind of got into it, ANC State. And then, from there, it got me kind of here. What? Damn. You're Yo, crazy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because, because, but I think that's when you really, like, I, I feel like it's moments, as a believer, <laughs> I feel like it's, it's moments that you have where where God just laid out like this is it, this is what you're supposed to do, and you're mm-hmm. like, okay, let's go. But a moment like that, I would have been like, now what is you trying to tell me? You know what I'm bro, saying? So bro, I was messed up mentally. <laughs> bro, I was like, I would have me. been thrown off. So did you? So so at that point where you like, are you testing me right now? Like, no. He, I, that's what I said. I was like, you playing with me, bro. Like, what's up? Yeah. Like, what's what's good with you, God? Like, talk to me. Yeah. But um, I knew, though, like, when I did it, and people people would still ask me, like, oh, are you going to go back overseas? Mm-hmm. And I told myself, I said, when I'm done, I'm done. Like, yeah. I'm going to really focus. Because I really believe if I'm going to do something, I'm going to give it everything my all. Mm-hmm. So, like, once I said, I said, nah, I'm focusing on this. This is what I'm going to do. I'm, like, I have a passion for actually seeing – young people develop and be better 
than yes. I was or something or just better in general. So I was like, nah, I'm done. Like, I don't have a, I don't have like, I don't want to go over there now. I want to do this. I want to focus on this. And then the funny thing is like, people always call it like an itch. Like you still get the itch to play. I'm like, yeah, I get the itch all the time. That's why I play with, like I'll play against the guys on our team or yeah. you know, I go to a wreck and play pickup. Like that's my itch. Like, because mm. I feel like what I'm doing now is more fulfilling and it like brings like, it's a different rush I get seeing somebody do something on the court that we might've worked on or, you know, we talked about, or, you know, a guy, a guy hitting a game when it's shot and they storm the court for him. And now he crying or he cheering. And it's like, yo, I really didn't felt that feeling before, but to see you have that feeling yes. that I once had, that's even better, dog. Like, yeah. Cause you know what I it feel like. Dope. Yeah. So yeah. like me seeing that, that, that feeling in them is like, yeah, I know exactly what you feel like, and I'm happy for you. Like, I hope you, I hope you enjoy the rest of your night, or the yeah. rest of to the next game. Enjoy that joint. Yeah, so. living it like literally soak yourself mm-hmm. in it. And I am, because I always make this disclaimer: never been an athlete, but <laughs> I think for me, but I enjoy. I worked in um, athletic advising at A and T, and just. And when I say I work, I was a study hall monitor. But just being in there and seeing guys go from like Miss Brittany, I don't why you I thought we had a game today. Oh no, I'm not on travel team. Going from that, <laughs> going from that like they don't even make the bus uh-huh. to going and seeing, and I say this because um Zach Leslie, number 19 football player. Uh-huh. That Leslie, because that's that guy. I was like, that, like, like, nah, I don't, you know, he went from that to being at the celebration bowl. You know what I'm saying? And so, even though I'm not uh, uh, the athletic coach piece, just being in the academic setting with, with, with student athletes, it, just, it hit different. Or when you run into students and they done graduated, especially mm-hmm. when you deal with students where you like, look, you got study hall time, you got to get, you know, mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Like you say, it's it's different, you know, and it just, it makes you look at what you're doing in a totally different light. So exactly. as far as coaches are concerned, I know your dad is a coach. Yep. So as far as coaches are concerned, who are, who are some coaches that 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 gave you what you plan on or what you have already given to players. Um, I think the the first person I would have to say, rest in peace, Coach Mike Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, he was my dad's best friend, and to me, like he had the city jumping when it comes to like basketball. Like any great basketball player, um, from from the early '90s to 2010 or nine, really 2009, 2010. Mm-hmm. Like if you came up in that era, yeah. or like mm-hmm. under that, he really touched you. Like he really, like you might not even know it. They got an AU team called the Greensboro Warriors. He started the joint. He was the guy who really did it. And it's not the same people, but he really touched this whole city. And you know, he um passed away, but he was probably the most like I seen. He had a passion for trying to see kids get better. He he used to run like he used to run AU tournaments. He used to run the, one of the best basketball camps to ever come through this city. 
and he uh, was he was with the Greensboro Warriors organization. But he was probably the first that I actually seen like really care about kids and try to get them better. And you know, he would host camps. A lot of kids, some kids couldn't afford his camps, but he like, nah, they come for free. Or all right, matter of fact, that's what I do. He go give me a hundred dollars for the week, and for that week, you in that camp from eight in the morning to three. Yeah. And sometimes he'll have lunch provided. So, like, you're not really paying them. Like, you, you're really getting off. So, but he didn't care about the money. He really just wanted to see kids get better. And um, so he'll be the first. Um, my pops, of course. Uh, Coach Brian Seagraves, he was really good. Like, that was my guy my senior year. Yeah, um, Coach Seagraves a good dude in general. Yep. Coach Price, <laughs> Coach Burke. I ain't gonna lie, I had really good coaches. Coach Price, Coach Ferg. Yeah, Coach Ferg didn't get a chance in my head because he was my assistant. Um, another good guy who I learned a lot from my freshman year, Cliff Warren. Mm-hmm. And he taught me a great, like, he taught me how to be a better communicator on the court and to hold myself to a higher standard, which I ain't gonna lie. When you're a freshman in college and you're going through that stuff and your coach is on, on you and they like on you every day, you like, yo, just leave me alone. But um, he was somebody who actually, like, told me why he was, like, on me so hard. And it was mainly because he was like, once this guy leaves and you're you're next in line, you have to run my program for three years. So it's either you get it correct now and, yeah. or you mess up later on. So he was a really good guy, um, Coach Alexander. And my last coach, Coach Keats, he, um, he did a really good job of, you know, just – mentoring me, helping me become a better man, putting me in better putting me in different situations to like help me now. And then also the coach I work for now, Coach Will Jones, which if anybody ever tells you or asks you why I went to Jacksonville, he's the only reason that I went to Jacksonville University. Really? He's the best he was the one of the best recruiters I ever had. Wow. He was one of the best recruiters I ever so had. He was there he was there before he had came to A and T. Yeah. So he was there he was there before he before he was there before he came to Ante. Then he came to Ante my last year. It was assistant coach, and now he got blessed with um with a head coaching job and coach the Siddle. Coach the Siddle at NC State. He recruited me all through high school, and we just stayed close. He's not a head coach at UNC Wilmington, so I had I had some really good coaches. I got a chance to learn from and um be around. Yeah, and now let me tell you, you talked about Ante wanting you. Ante wanted you bad, Sam. Let me uh-huh. tell you. So I went to – I call myself – well, not call myself. I wanted to do basketball managing in college. Uh-huh. Not realizing how different it was. It was just different. Like, you really have way, to take, take it serious. Way more intense. So they was doing, like – so we're in this meeting, and they're going around. They're like, okay, you know – and this is my freshman year, so you were a senior. And – they said, what's your name? I was like, Brittany Crossman, you know, I go to Dudley. I went to Dudley. Dot, dot. And Coach Alexander, he ain't said nothing to nobody the whole time. And he was like, I need you to do me a big favor. <laughs> Yo, chill out. And I was like, okay. You know, so I'm looking like, what? Because now, mind you, I'm not officially a manager. I never reached that level. You know what I'm saying? And it was all, it was really because of me. Cause I'm like, okay, no, nah, I ain't ready for this. Like I'm trying to enjoy college too much. Right. And he was like, I need you to get me Sam Hunt. So I'm like, get you. He said, I need Sam Hunt. It, playing. I need, I need Sam Hunt playing for me. 
So I'm like, <laughs> I remember calling my mom like, mom, you won't believe what this man done said. And so for me, I was just like, what? Like, he was like, you know, I got the, I got rules to follow. So I need you to help me out. So I'm like, man, yep. that's crazy. And my freshman year, that's when I realized, I don't know a lot about sports. I don't claim to know. But I realized how how great he was as a coach because no, really he basketball took off that year. Like we like we played in the NCAA tournament. Like exactly. it was really something. So as far as coaches go, and I know a lot of people have said great things just about him as a man. Um, everybody from Dudley play a big part just in my life. Um, mm-hmm. Basketball managing that was like my first job. Like that was my first mm-hmm. working. Experience. And Coach Price, how you on that um on that clock? Let me tell you, you run <laughs> the clock because you gonna get cussed out. I'm talking you about the clock. boy, stop the damn clock! Like, oh <laughs> my god, like you be what are you sick. going? Yes, and this is what he's saying to the managers, and I'm mm-hmm. just like, I remember it like when we when I first started doing it, it was me and Brittany. And I think Chanel was already, I can't remember, but I do remember at some point literally arguing with the other managers, like, bro, I ain't doing the clock today, bro. No, like, he ain't been a customer. <laughs> like, you would rather watch sweaty uniforms than you do the clock. Because you don't want to mess up. The clock, no, because you're going to feel it. Like, because the thing about it is when y'all are in that moment, y'all in game mode, they're in game mode, our anxiety is through the roof. And if we mess up the clock, they mad and y'all mad too. Like, oh, yep. like, it, it's crazy. So, but just those people, like, Coach Price is a hell of a man. Like, nah, he is. yeah. And then Seagraves just knowing. I remember Seagraves had told my dad when I was doing it, he was just like, you got a great kid. You did a great job. And it felt mm-hmm. good, not because somebody was telling my daddy, but more so because. See, Grace, look at me as a great kid. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think a lot of times those people realize until you tell them. And even no, if they play, yeah, like, man, I watched, I just watched Alan Iverson. Um, He did an interview with Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson on All the Smoke. And he was talking about, um, uh, what's the man name from Georgetown? He just passed. Oh, he's David Thompson. Yes. Yeah. Coach Thompson, and he was talking about him, and just the way in which he talk about him, it just makes you understand how how influential a coach really is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So as far as like playing, like A and T coaching for A and T, when that happened, what were your like? What were your feelings? Like, oh my God, I'm gonna go back home. Like. Home, home, and coach. I mean, you was already here in Greensboro, but it's different when you. Nah, it was, it was crazy. We was honestly, I didn't know I got the job until like me and Coach Jones, we were having a conversation about a recruit, and I'm like, well, um, I'm not an assistant coach, but I I talk about it, and then he in the middle of conversations like, all right, well, you got the job, but we gotta get this done, and I'm saying like, what? Hold yeah. on. This is how you're going to tell me, like, I got the job. So when I got the job, um, like, I was – like, really, I kept it in to myself for a while. I know. And I didn't tell, no, I didn't tell anybody um, 
I didn't tell anybody for a while because I just wanted to keep it on the low. And but I was excited, like I was through the roof. Only thing, the only person I might have told was Nashad Davis yeah. and Bianca. Those are the only two people, and my boy Reggie. But after we that, ran into you when me and my mom ran into you. We were so excited. Yeah. That's the hardest thing we ever had to like really keep from our family members. <laughs> Cause man, like we was we was so excited. But I understand just being on some stuff like, look, I'm a, I got I gotta work it right. And so I understood yeah. that. But when you told us that day we seen you, that was a good feeling to know that you was in that position. Cause I can't really think of nobody our age better for that job. You know what I'm saying? I so it felt. Yeah, no, for real. Like, your secret was safe with us, but I'm glad we was the only two in the car that day. So, <laughs> so just, so it was, it was just, it was a really good feeling. Yeah, it was a really good feeling. Like, I, it was, it was a little surreal because the way this kind of worked, most guys who start at the bottom, like, it's hard for them to get a job as an assistant at 25, at really at Division One level. So, yeah, I was like, like, dang, I'm telling people, like, I'm probably not going to coach next year. I'm probably just going to train kids yeah. and um, try to figure some things out, like, see what's going on. Yeah. So when I got the call and he told me, I was like, oh, crap. Like, dang, God, you really be working, bro. Like, yeah. you really be on it. Like, you be on it, on it. Like, you ain't playing around. So um, I was shocked. Like, when I told my mom, you know, I told my mom, you know, she shed a few tears. We, uh. We uh we had a little gathering, and I told her, and I told my dad, you know, he he was laid back and cool. He was just like, I'm proud of you, and like dat me up. My mom she cried, and the homies like they was excited. Yeah. Couple my uh, couple my boys were there that didn't know, so it was it was a dope feeling to tell them, cause I said I ain't being funny when I say this. People be trying to take credit for what they had going on, like. Literally, my guys, like my family and my, 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 like who I consider my support system, they're literally the only reason I'm here besides yeah. God. I mean, God first, but they, I don't give them enough credit. And people don't really get to see, like, they don't have to give me nothing, but like just them keeping me aligned when I'm messing up, when I'm out of order, or, you know, having, having some guys I can talk to. Like, that's why I don't think, like, I'm not saying I can't experience depression, but. Me being able to be around them, people would be around them. Like they, they helped me out a lot. They helped me out a lot. So, I definitely feel that because that's how I feel in life. Like, whew, I be thinking sometimes, like, God, how did I get this blessed? Because I know people who don't have half of this, let alone the whole pie. So, mm-hmm. how did I get this blessed? Um. So before we go, well, yeah. Before we go, how do you feel about? HBCU, do you feel like at some point the HBCU athletics have the potential to be bigger than PWIs? Um, I do believe it can be because people got to realize we make up majority of college athletics. Like African-Americans, we make up football, basketball, track, all of that. So, yeah. So, like, you know, we just got to get the funding and the backing from supporters. And they can come from from anywhere. Like, it can come from rappers. It can come from 
we have a lot of successful black people in the world, you know, lawyers, doctors. Yes. So we just got to get the funding and backing of them and then just get the player, the young players to see like, yo, you can do everything you want to do there. Granted, they might have more resources or better resources right now. Mm-hmm. But if you start setting the trend and starting a new wave, you got to realize ESPN is going to follow the top players in the country. Yeah. They don't, they're going to go where they go. Like mm-hmm. you gotta watch, you gotta watch good basketball. They're not just gonna watch bad basketball. So it's possible, and, you know. And I think like it's it's starting to change. People are starting to see like, okay, we can do this. But it just takes. And the guy from Howard, he did it, which I think is very impressive. Like, you know, yeah. kudos to him. But just doing, getting more guys to do it more because at the end of the day, we make African Americans. We make college sports. You look at the football team. Look at the look at the running backs, the receivers, the yeah. tight ends, the cornerbacks, the safeties. Look at basketball. Like mm-hmm. a lot of times, it's all black kids on the court. It's sometimes it's it can be ten black kids on the court, ten black young men or ten young women on the court playing playing a game of basketball. Yeah. So like, I think we have to sometimes look at we are we we make colleges go. Like you got to think about it. People come to see us or athletes and to a game. Like, and that's what's gonna cover cover some of the things, the new buildings that the school might want or something the school might want. We cover that. So I think like we just gotta, you know, young guys gotta start thinking like that and realize like they had a power. Yeah. Just like just like the NBA. The NBA has the power. Like if those guys want to start a new league. And they got the backing of a booster, or you know, or they put their like they got enough money to put their own money up and do something like that. Yeah, they could do that. Like it's it's definitely possible. We just got as a as a unit and as African Americans, we got to be more, uh, like more together. Yeah, and, and it can all it can all happen. That's facts. Damn, you're so smart. You're growing up right before my eyes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so before we leave, we always do a class conclusion, which means you just pretty much share any type of advice, inspiration, whatever, on whatever, however you want to. So do you have anything to leave the people with? Um, Always spread good energy. Always show love to the ones that need love or to the ones that that's in your circle and your family. Like, that's my biggest thing. Just be good. Like, you're going to mess up in this world, but just spread good energy. And like show love to people. Like it ain't. I think that's what's wrong with the world, bro. People be giving off bad energy and bad vibes, mm-hmm. and then like it goes to a whole nother level. Need to go to when it don't have to be that way. Like everybody can win. We might think something like it ain't enough money for everybody to eat, bro. It's a lot of money for everybody to eat. It's a lot of like love out here. Like just be spread good energy. That's all I have to say. And um, Britt, I want to say thank you. What you doing right here is dope. And um, I got a chance to listen to a few sessions. Like, this is for you to start up your own podcast and you tell the people. Another thing, you told people how they can get it going. We got to stop not sharing knowledge and not yeah. sharing the world. Because at the end of the day, like, white people, they share that. Like, they, they trying to put the next person on to get to get rich, too. So, like, I think that's dope what you're doing. And, um, like, Jizzle, I'm proud of you, Jizzle. Like, <laughs> Everybody, I call it jizzle. Like, <laughs> damn, you so, are crazy. 
Mm. So, uh, that's that's it. Like, keep doing what you're doing. Like, people listening, and you got a good following. Like, and I, I pray to God, like this blows up to the point yeah, where you never thought it was gonna blow up too. Yeah, thank you, Sam. Oh, no. how you just so. First of all, I just want to let everybody know that you need to take advantage any opportunity that you get. Any, everything that you do in life, look at it as an opportunity. And when mm -hmm. I say, and I'm not saying don't, I'm not saying be an opportunist, because we got some of those. <laughs> what I'm saying is you take advantage. You run across somebody and they talking to you and they telling you, oh yeah, I do X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Talk to them. Um, mm -hmm. One thing that I always, that I always think about is when Alan Hooker told me you always want to have at least one rich friend. Mm -hmm. And he said, not a rich friend to give you money when you're down and out or just give, 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 you you know, for money purposes and all of this. But he said, you want to have a rich friend because, or a wealthy friend rather, because it's, they have some type of knowledge that mm -hmm. you don't have that has led them to that level. And life is not all about money, but just surround yourself with people who are who you can kind of tell you can learn something from there's no, exactly. there's no point in being friends with somebody who doing the thing i mean you, it's good to have friends that's doing the same thing you're doing but if all your friends doing exactly what you're doing if all your friends are as smart as you are so to speak you, you, know, you, know, you know it ain't it if you're the smartest person in your circle it's a problem that's all I'm you're, saying. you're in a box yeah, you in a you in a very small box. So that's what I'm encouraging everybody to do. Like turn every everything anyway. Me and Sam are friends, but let me tell you, like me and Sam, we talk some business outside mm -hmm. of being friends. And and we're in two totally different fields, but the way in which our fields can mesh together, it can do something amazing for black people, especially black athletes. So yeah. that's just my that's just my main thing. Like Reach back to your friends. Don't be scared. That's it. Can I, can I say one more thing? Go ahead, Sam. <laughs> shout out, shout out to Reclusive, uh, my boy Chef Dave, the best, best chef in the city, and my guy Tariq, my boy Reek Watkins, best, best clothing line in the city. Uh, make sure y'all give them a lookout, whether it's catering or the new hoodies that's coming out. Make sure y'all check them out. Yeah, make sure y'all check them out. Also. Um, Make sure, I don't know when he gonna start practicing and stuff, but shout out to Nashad Davis because he oh, accomplished, yeah. wow. Nashad accomplished something that's very, very major for the East Side in general um, in Delhi as a whole. So shout out to him, y'all mm -hmm. lawyers. We'll let y'all know when he gonna start taking clients and all that good stuff. But um, yeah, all that good stuff. Shout out to Reed. Greek, Greek fall collection finna be crazy. crazy. Um, I done had Chef Dave food at a few baby showers. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm encouraging all y'all to do what me and Sam just said, plus a little bit more. But most importantly, coronavirus is still around. So make sure y'all are still washing your hands. Um, drinking water is healthy, so make sure you're still drinking your water. And minding your business is, is like the most useful tool ever. So make sure you're doing it.